Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. This is going to be a good show. It's going to do something a little bit different today. I'm going to take a piece of audio, which I have done in the past, but it's an interesting piece of audio from almost five years ago about a Putin interview on the Russia collusion. And I want to use it as kind of a platform to talk about the way these stories are manipulated and why it is interviews and things like that are so persuasive to people because they just can't see through it. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer, practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell people the truth. And the truth is that I was a constitutional conservative for a long, long time. And then I figured out the scam, that it was all just a fucking complete lie I'd been sold. And so I try to explain that to people now. And I've been a self-certified master practitioner for almost 20 years after figuring that out. I also gave myself a Lifetime Achievement Award for the work I've done on my podcast. So I've got a lot of fake awards, and I really i am very proud of those. <laughs> All right, enough fooling around. Let's go ahead and start this show. So I was sent this piece of audio, which is actually a YouTube clip of an interview Megyn Kellen did about five years ago with Putin. And a buddy of mine sent it to me, and I just loved the clip. And actually, there's a second part to it, which I may do that one as well. This first clip is about 11 minutes. The second clip's about eight minutes. So if I do them both, it's going to be a long show. If I split it into two shows, it might be interesting too. I haven't decided yet. I, I never decide these things until I actually ended the thing because I like to go with the flow and see if it's working. And this is a completely different kind of clip, different kind of show to the extent that it's not a current event and it's not actually about U.S. politics per se. It's this interview with Putin, and I love Putin. I just get a huge kick out of Putin. I wish we had somebody like Putin. I'm not saying Putin is a fucking good guy. I'm not saying Putin hasn't killed tons of people. I'm saying if I'm going to be stuck inside of a system as fucking ridiculous as ours is, I love this dude. He'd wait, I would definitely vote for him way before anybody else. I would actually register to vote for this kind of guy depending on who he's running against. And because he's a straight talker, yes, of course, he's doing all sorts of nefarious shit. And he hasn't kicked out the uh, central bankers. But I honestly don't understand the way politics at that very high end is played to keep from being killed, etc., etc. He he does stuff that makes me wonder. Is he on our side, not on our side? Um, I just have a very difficult time determining. But I hear him speak a decent amount, and what he says is just greatness. You like the way Trump talks to the press? This guy just fucking blows people up. He's so straightforward about so many issues and doesn't beat around the bush. I love the fact that he's ex-KGB, doesn't even hide it. I love watching him walk out of those giant, like, 20-foot fucking gold doors with his right arm still and his left arm swinging like crazy to just constantly remind people he is fucking KGB all the way. I just get a kick out of it. And so this interview has so many funny things to it, especially in light of the fact that now, five years later, we know the entire thing, this entire Russia collusion and interference in the election was all just a completely cooked up load of bullshit. And that the people who were lying were the people on the American side, the intelligence agencies, all these people. And the press, of course, was digging into it, which they never dig into when it comes to any kind of liberal. They really don't dig into any of the conservatives in this country with regards to any of the issues that matter. They just dig in on the red versus blue nonsense. And so I think this clip is really great. I think, 
I don't know. I guess I'll see how the show goes. But it's just, it's fascinating to me to watch this. And so it's on YouTube. And I'll probably link this uh, YouTube video so people can watch it because his facial expressions are hilarious too. Where he just kind of, oh my God, rolls his eyes. And he's very subtle. He's a very fucking good politician. You can see the guy is definitely a spy. He knows how to operate. You know, he knows how to operate. So let's go ahead and start this and see, you know, how far we get. President Putin, you have repeatedly and passionately denied that Russia was behind the interference with our American presidential election. (laughs) But as you know, the consensus view in the United States is that you did. That's what the 17 intelligence agencies concluded, and that's what the Republicans and the Democrats on the congressional oversight committees who have seen the classified report (laughs) have said. Are they all lying? This is so great. One, he speaks through an interpreter, so he's got a bug in his ear. He's hearing it, and then he's uh, speaking. He know he speaks a lot of English, but I don't blame him for doing this. Is another one of these ways he, I think, controls things. But his looks, oh my God, this thing. And now, of course, they have a long interview beforehand, and they meet before they do anything, and that becomes clear during the interview. But he still, he's expecting this, and he knows it's utter horse shit. He knows he worked in an intelligence agency, so he knows what a load of shit this all is. And the fact that all of them lined up, well, of course they all do, because they keep this fantasy going that Rush is some kind of a boogeyman. And so his answer is just fucking greatness. He keeps, he just, all his answers are greatness. All right, let's continue. They have been misled, and they aren't analyzing the information in its entirety. I haven't seen even once any direct proof of Russian interference in the presidential election in the United States. And he's right. See? See, he's right. This is true. There is no direct evidence. Intelligence reports. I go over this all the time. There's absolutely no way to confirm any of this shit you have to trust, and they are complete and total liars. (laughs) They're just liars. And now she gives a little background here. It's pretty interesting. We met President Putin in St. Petersburg, his hometown, and Russia's former capital. A badass place. He grew up in a modest neighborhood here, became a KGB spy master, and has been Russia's strongman for 17 years now. Welcome to the St. Petersburg International Economic Forum. It was my job to moderate the forum. Mr. Putin's signature event, with more than 4,000 people in the audience, including world leaders, some sharing the stage. It's funny. They show a picture of the audience. And you don't see a bunch of fucking mutant scooter people. You see a, a bunch of well-dressed people. It's very funny to me. The normally wonkish gathering quickly became heated. Wonkish. When I asked President Putin about Russia's attempts to hack the 2016 election. Which is hilarious. Of course, they never confront any of the Democrats about jack shit. They never push on anything. And you'll see how they never do in this interview, how hard she pushes him and how they never do that on any issues that matter. They simply accept all this crap. All the intelligence agencies all agree and all this shit. And he's just, God, it's so funny. Just play a little of this. The experts say is that this experts. couldn't have been faked. That couldn't it's a hundred factors that point to <laughs> Russia. They say it's the forensics. It's the digital fingerprints. It's Trust the science, right? Follow the science. Experts say he's the laughing. IP addresses, the malware, the encryption keys, he's the specific laughing. pieces of Chuckle. code, that all of them, all of them point to Russia, and none of them <laughs> points to anyone other than Russia. <laughs> what fingerprints, or tooth prints, or horn prints? What are you talking about? <laughs> IP addresses. They can be invented, you know. There are a lot of specialists who can even make it so it comes from your home IP address, as if your three-year-old daughter carried out the attack. President Putin, there, there are reports today in the American press that, that the Trump administration took active steps to ease sanctions 
on on Russia almost immediately after Trump took office. Uh, was this possibility ever discussed between the Trump team and your representatives prior to President Trump being inaugurated? Look at the way they confront him. Look at the way he answers the first one. What are you talking about? Your three-year-old daughter can be made to look like it did. He's right. It is true. All this stuff's shit. And, of course, we've all found it was total bullshit. So now he's asking about Trump, trying to make Trump into some Russia lover. It's all so fucking stupid. It was stupid at the time, and it's stupid now. And I'm playing all this to show people that whatever it is you're seeing on the news now is as stupid as this once you get some distance from it. Everybody gets sucked in while they're watching. They think it's so real and all this important shit, but then it's not real. And then it's all just forgotten. Like this entire fucking scam. The, the press is still running around acting like they have some credibility when they ran this incredible bullshit for years and years and years and pushed on it and listen to all the shit they repeat. And then they, in the second half, they interview some other people who are Americans and it's just hilarious. So, You know, I saw what was happening. To be honest, it was a big surprise for me, too. <laughs> what they're saying is just nuts. <laughs> I don't know where the people spreading this disinformation came from. It's some sort of catastrophe. After those testy exchanges, we weren't sure what was going to happen later when we sat down for our one-on-one -on -one interview. Of course, they show him coming in and he's shaking hands and he's always kind of laughing. Uh, he just seems like a good dude to me. I mean, it's a lot of fun uh, to me to hang out with. He, he loves dogs. I get the pictures of him loving on that dog and he rides, you know, horses around. He's a fucking judo dude. To me, I like Putin. He's a fucking man's man. He's a dude. Unlike the complete pussies we have in our country and all of the Russian, like, ministers and adjuncts, you know, they're all these fucking hardcore dudes, you know, they aren't the kind of trans multi-gender deal, and they don't go for that shit over there, and that's another reason, I wish I spoke Russian, I'd kind of like to live there, yeah, the country's got all sorts of problems, yeah, you know, who cares, every place does, I'm just saying, I like their attitude, I really like their attitude, so he comes in, he's shaking hands, and he's going to sit down for the interview and went right back to the issue of hacking. Like a bulldog, of course. You know, she's right back to that. They just let all this shit go. Otherwise, when it comes to uh, Biden and his fucking laptop and all this other shit and all the different laughable stuff they've done all the time, 10% the big guy, there's absolutely no discussion of anything that actually matters. They never ask Republicans why they don't come down harder on people for all this unconstitutional spending and why they support it all, why they're a bunch of hypocrites. Nothing. And it's just it's just all the show people and this is just he just smokes her in this thing over and over again said for months that russia had nothing to do with the interference of the american election and then this week you floated the idea of patriotic <coughs> hackers doing it why the change and why now i hadn't said anything it's just that french journalist asked me about those hackers i told him the same thing i can tell you Hackers can be anywhere. They can be in Russia, right. in Asia, even in America, Latin America. Right. They can even be hackers, by the way, in the United States. Bingo. Who very skillfully and professionally shifted the blame, as we say, onto Russia. Right. This is the reality. This is what can happen. And it's funny to me that the really blunt, plain talk like this just doesn't occur. Everybody just pretends that it's something else. But listen to the way he answered all these questions. It's just completely fucking straight. Imagine a U.S. politician being accused of that. He'd get all these Barnum statement bullshit and made up crap and, oh, I can't speak to that. I'm not an expert and I think we've already talked about that and blah, blah, blah. This guy just lays it out. You're right. Fucking hackers can be anywhere. It's just a load of shit. 
in the midst of a political battle. Right. By some calculations, it was convenient for them to release this information. Right. So they released it. Bingo. Calling out Russia. <laughs> can you imagine something like that? I can. Then the former KGB agent floated a Cold War conspiracy theory about U.S. dirty tricks. I mean, think about that the way he just says, can you imagine that? What he proposes is so much more realistic that in the middle of this campaign, they released this fucking bullshit information. And then what does she do? Oh, the former KGB agent act like he's some kind of sketchy guy. Just absolute, always constant trust in U.S. intelligence agencies, which we now know are total fucking lies, which I knew way before this, but people have seen it. And yet, what will you hear if you listen to Constitutional Conservative Radio? Every single time there's a new thing, it's completely trusted. If we get a terrorist, it's always just U.S. intelligence, you 100% trust. That's <laughs> just such bullshit. He's just caught. Floated a Cold War conspiracy theory about U.S. dirty tricks. There is a theory that Kennedy's assassination was arranged by the United States Intelligence Services. So if this theory is correct and that can't be ruled out, right. then what could be easier in this day and age than using all the technical means at the disposal of the intelligence services and using those means to organize some attacks and then pointing the finger at Russia? For the record, wow. U.S. intelligence has concluded Mr. Putin himself ordered the disruption of the election. <laughs> So the Kennedy assassination is a Cold War conspiracy, okay? He just lays it out right there, just boom. She can't even rush it. She has to let that go. And then, oh, for the record, American intelligence agency has appointed the finger. Well, of course they have. He just said, how easy would it be? Right? And so it's just all ignored. So it just looks like it's very formal and official. And these people who believe in all this America first and all this other shit, and imagine our intelligent agencies have all full of all these great, hardworking patriots, they have no fucking clue what's actually going on. Just endless lies pour out of our intelligence agencies. In fact, they never tell the truth, best I can tell. I've never looked at anything they ever say that's fucking true. And so here it is. He just nails him again. And so she has to kind of clear that up, right? She has to fucking clear that up. Typical. Regardless, President Putin said the U.S. should be the last country to accuse Russia of meddling. <laughs> I will tell you something that you probably already know. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But the United States, everywhere, all over the world, actively interferes with the electoral campaigns of other countries. God, that's so fucking accurate. See, he's nailing it, right? This is the problem. We're just a bunch of fucking hypocrites. We're involved everywhere, assassinating people, trying to fuck up elections, running all these color revolutions with our intelligence services and blaming it on George Soros and all this other horse shit. It's hilarious to me. He's just pointing it out. See, he's just nailing it. This is what I'm saying. This dude I can get behind. Put your finger anywhere on the map of the world. And everywhere you will hear complaints that American officials are interfering in internal electoral processes. Right. But with, with respect, that, that's a, that sounds like a justification. It doesn't sound like a justification. It sounds like a statement of fact. Boom. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. But I repeat, we don't even have to do that. Presidents come and go, and even the parties in power change. This is so great. I mean, I love this so much. First of all, he blows her up and just, oh, that sounds like a justification. No, it's a fact. And then he blows it all up with this one. This is so great. Presidents come and go, right? But listen to what he says. But the main political direction does not change. <laughs> That's why, in the grand scheme of things, we don't care who's the head of the United States. We know more or less what is going to happen. 
Oh, how devastating is that? I mean, how accurate is that? You see, this is the reality. And her job is to keep this fucking ridiculous charade going that somehow it matters. He just told you. He just told you that it doesn't matter. They know it doesn't matter. It is complete and total bullshit. It's so funny to me. Did you hear that point? It's so important. I'm going to play the whole thing just so you can hear it again because it's so critical. Presidents come and go, and even the parties in power change. But the main political direction does not change. Boom. That's why, in the grand scheme of things, we don't care who's the head of the United States. We know more or less what is going to happen. Mm. And so in this regard, even if we wanted to, it wouldn't make sense for us to interfere. But the FBI, Congress, and a special counsel are nonetheless investigating Russia's interference. (laughs) Of course they are. It's all a made-up show, which we all know, right? But you heard him lay it out. Why would they do it when they already know the direction doesn't change? See? That's the part that's so damaging. See, there's so much there. Oh, but Congress is investigating FBI. Who cares? She's a bunch of crooks, political crooks. He just, he just explained to you why it makes no sense. She can't address that. See, she doesn't address anything he actually says. Just continue to push this agenda like they always do. And it's just too clever for the vast majority of people to catch on to because they're bombarded by all the liars in constitutional talk radio who just lay on bullshit about the red versus blue instead of discussing what I'm just showing you. All crazy conspiracy theories. They all get proved to be true. (laughs) Okay, let's continue. And whether the Trump team was in on it. A special counsel has been appointed uh, (laughs) to investigate contacts between your government and the Trump campaign. He just laughed. You've said that your ambassador, Kislyak, was just doing his job, right? So what exactly was discussed in those meetings? (laughs) There were no meetings. I, you understand? There were no meetings. When I saw this, my jaw dropped. No meetings between Ambassador Kislyak and anybody from the Trump campaign? I have no idea. I'm being completely honest with you. I don't know. The routine job of an ambassador. Do you think that from all over the world, or from the United States, the ambassador reports to me every day who he meets with, or what they discuss there? That's complete nonsense. Do you even understand what you ask? Listen, his boss is the Minister of Foreign Affairs. Do you think that I have time to talk to our ambassadors every day, all over the world? Complete nonsense. Among those under scrutiny is the president's son-in-law, Jared Kushner. Uh, just, I mean, how great was that, right? I mean, how great was that? He just absolutely makes her look like a fool for asking these kinds of questions, right? Just, it's absolute and utter nonsense. And it is nonsense. The idea that he was micromanaging this situation, even if it was occurring, is ridiculous, right? This is the incredible and total egotistical U.S.-centric view of everything that everybody in the world gives a shit about what's going on in the United States every day, all the time. See, it's just a complete and total self-absorption. He just blows that up. She just has to ignore it, right? Every single point he makes, she just ignores and goes on with her agenda. And the interesting thing is she now talks about uh, who else is being investigated, and let's, let's find out about that, so every day all over the world complete nonsense among those under scrutiny is the president's son-in-law jared kushner he's interestingly not really part of it anymore is he right nothing's happened there and his connections has always been very suspicious and of course he's a member of that special club and so 
you know, we can all look and see what's shaking out. He's His name is never in the news now, right? He's no real part of any so-called continuing investigation, right? right? So let's see what else they have to say. It's all this utter horseshit. At a meeting with Russia's ambassador last December, he reportedly tried to establish a secret communications channel with the Russian government. Which is just bullshit. We this know is now. a proposal, a proposal by Mr. Kushner. I don't know about this proposal. No proposal like that came to me. <laughs> right, and of course, it turns out it was all complete bullshit. There was nothing like that. And so, again, they're just always leading these on. But look at how the interview is conducted, and look how honest he's reporting back, and look how the news conducts it. And just think about that when you see stuff happening now, that this is the reality. It's so, it's just so great. He's just... It's, I don't know, everything about this interview is great to me. Now they show Trump and uh, Melania walking, uh, and yeah, Mr. President. Did Jared try to set up a back channel to the Russians? And he just kind of waves it off, so it makes it look like he did. Okay, just trying to incriminate. This is the way they edit things to make it look like that. Have you gone back to speak with the ambassador about... What was in those discussions he had with Jared Kushner, with anybody else from the Trump campaign? No. Never? No, I haven't. Aren't you interested? No, because had there been anything significant, he would have reported it to the minister. The minister would have reported it to me. They weren't even in your reports. There's nothing to even talk about. I wish people would kind of watch the YouTube video, because you can watch his body language, and you can just see that he's, it's, to me, he's just, being honest. He's just telling, he's just fucking ridiculous. There's no reports. And he goes through the simple thing. Look, if there'd been anything of interest, they would have gone through the channels and it didn't. So there's nothing there. And of course, now we know that all this shit was all totally fucking made up. And yet they treated it like it was a real story. She's pretending like she's an actual journalist when she's not. He gave lots of answers that she could have gone with. And when you're actually interviewing someone like this, it's more like a cross-examination than a direct examination. Direct examination is your own witness. Okay? So you know, you can rehearse it, you know what's going to happen, you, you, you have the thing scripted out. Cross-examination is when you have a witness who's not your own, and they're somewhat antagonistic most of the time, and you're not sure what you're going to get. So you have kind of points you want to make, or points you want to go towards, but you can't really be sure where the interview is going to go, or the examination is going to go, until you start asking the questions and getting the answers. Well, she's asking questions and getting answers, but she's not going where those answers lead. See, she's ignoring all that because she can't go where those answers lead because she has a strict agenda that just ignores it. And because there is no actual follow-up. See, if there was a follow-up to these kinds of phony baloney interviews where you had one of Putin's people come in and clear up the situation, he'd go back through and he could say, well, Megyn Kelly, when she asked you this, X, Y, and Z, you said this, but... She didn't touch on that, did she? No, she didn't. So, well, why do you think that is? And he could clear up why it is and could show what a ridiculous joke the interview is. But because all those procedural things don't occur, this seems very realistic to people. It sounds like they're trying to get the truth, but it's not. And that's why there's two sides in a trial. One side brings its witness up. They bring them out. The other side cross-examines them. Well, there's no direct examination to clear up all the bullshit that she tries to imply in her cross-examination, which is the interview. 
See, all she gets to do is then turn and edit and add news pieces and all sorts of other shit. And it's just a complete and total piece of propaganda. And that's how it works. That's why people fall for it. Because in effect, there's no actual direct examination. And when you have a liberal and they're interviewing them, what happens is you have, in effect, a direct examination. They're a friendly witness. They know what they're going to say. They're all on the same page. And then there's no cross-examination to show all the different shit that they left out and they didn't say. And that's why our system of this so-called journalist interviewing someone who's unsworn is a complete fraud. And then putting together a piece and a story and editing shit out and adding things in from different clips and everything else like they did with the Trump clip. That's why a whole this thing just becomes so incredibly deceptive. See, it's just totally deceptive. People just can't catch on. But this is such a good example because everyone now knows that it's complete and total bullshit. And I could have told you at the time it was total bullshit. And I did tell people it was total bullshit. But it doesn't matter because people fall for a new one every single time because of this intelligence services. Oh, CIA, intelligence service. They all agree. Blah, blah, blah. Let's continue. There wasn't even any kind of specific discussion about sanctions or anything else. <laughs> for me, this is just amazing. You created a sensation <laughs> out of nothing. <laughs> right. And out of the sensation, you turned it into a weapon of war against the current president. Bingo. Well, this is, you know, you're just, you people are so creative over there. Good job. <laughs> Is so creative. Good job. Good job. See, that's what I'm saying. He's fucking hilarious to me. He's a funny, funny dude. He's very funny. He's very clever. He's so grounded. Yeah, of course, he's killed fucking people. So what? I don't care about that as a leader. I really don't give a shit. I like the way he talks. I like the way he deals. He's just funny. <laughs> Good job. You're so creative. Make something out of nothing to attack a weapon of war against the current president. That's it. He just nails it. He's just nailing it over and over and over again. See, and they can't deal with this. You people are so creative over there. Good job. Your <laughs> lives must be boring. <laughs> Michael Flynn hasn't had a boring life. In 2015, he attended an event with President Putin in Moscow. Okay, so now here it is. Now this Flynn deal, which again was just a totally cooked up deal. And what do they do? They show a picture of the event where Putin's sitting there and Flynn's sitting next to him. And they try to turn it into something. And he just blows this up too. It's just fucking hilarious. It's just such a great piece. He was later hired and then fired as President Trump's national security advisor. He was fired because they were making a big deal about something that was utter horseshit. He was being charged with nonsense that we all know is nonsense now. That was all made up. That the regular course events with, with Obama and Biden, all, they do a thousand times worse and nothing happens. Okay, So the whole system is rigged. But, oh, he was later fired. Oh, you know, me personally, if I'm Trump and I'm legit like he, everyone thought he was, um, I'm not going to fire that guy over that. I'm going to fucking come down hard and defend his ass, period. But they don't. See, they throw people away because Trump was never legitimate. See, he was never legitimate. The way he dealt with all this stuff, it was never legitimate. He turned it into this gigantic fight instead of doing what he could have done. But he didn't do any of this stuff. He could have fired all sorts of people, the FBI and the DOJ, cleaned house. He could have done all sorts of shit, but he didn't do anything. So he didn't do anything. He turned it into this ridiculous charade that's just dragged on and on and on and on and on now for six fucking years. Right? It just keeps the country all stirred up and arguing about red versus blue. All right, so let's hear what he says about Flynn. It's because it's fucking hilarious, too is now being investigated for his Russian connections. <laughs> Which again was bullshit. Did you know General Michael Flynn? He came over here for a dinner 
uh, a photo of which has been widely circulated in the American media. What was the nature of your relationship with him? <laughs> Big sigh from the guy. Just kind of a smirk. It's just so fucking ridiculous. Questions are so ridiculous. Is that what you can see? That's why I'm saying, watch the interview. You'll see it's funny. <clears throat> You and I, you and I personally have a much closer relationship than I had with Mr. Flynn. <laughs> you and I met yesterday evening. You and I have been working together all day today, and now we're meeting again. When I came to the event for our company, Russia Today, and sat down at the table, next to me there was a gentleman sitting on one side. I made my speech, then we talked about some other stuff, and I got up and left. And then afterwards I was told, you know, there was an American gentleman, he was involved in some things. He used to be in the intelligence services. That's it. I didn't even really talk to him. That's the extent of my acquaintance with Mr. Flynn. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta laugh. It's so great. You and I have a better relationship. And he goes through and and lays it out. They met last night. They spent the day together. Look, the guy went to a dinner. He sits down. He explains it. It makes perfect fucking sense. And yet, this whole thing was spun up as as a big deal. And of course, and played and played and played. And instead of Trump, he could have shut all this shit down. He could have done it. But he didn't. Because he continued to surround himself with these typical deep state guys, right? That's what he did. Trust bar, trust sessions, all these fucking losers. He had around him all losers. He hired everyone he hired in his cabinet was these deep state rats. He's a deep state rat himself. That's the problem. People can't grasp. It should have been so easy to shut down, but he didn't. He didn't. He stirred this pot entirely. And now it's gone on for six years. But listen to Putin just fucking blows it up again as he's laughing. But so what great. about his relationship with President Trump? <laughs> I would get along with Russia. And I'll get along with Putin. And he's not going to make us look bad anymore. Oh, okay. But we're going to get along. Oh, tough talk. There have been questions in America about Donald Trump's finances. He hasn't <laughs> released his tax returns. There have been questions about this secret Russian dossier, which he says is fake, but which purports to have blackmail information in it generated by the Russians. There have... He's just shaking his head and it's very subtly just thinking, God, what a load of bullshit this is. And of course, we all know it is all a total load of bullshit. But here she is pretending to be a journalist, pretending to chase a story, and that just continued and continued and continued. They just build careers around it. And he already blew them up about this. They just make it all up. Their lives must be very boring. They use it as a weapon of war. He just lays it all out, see? Been questions about the communications between the Kremlin questions. and the Trump campaign, all of which has Americans asking... Do you have something damaging on our president? It's so crazy. There's questions raised. I can raise questions about all sorts of shit. Just make it up. Okay. When's the last time you beat your wife? Okay. Well, I've never beat my wife. Oh, okay. Well, uh, if someone were to say that um, you beat your wife, uh, what would you say to them? See, it implies all sorts of fucking uh, bad acts that you're covering up. (laughs) So questions are raised. Notice they never raise any questions about the fucking Warren report. They never raise any questions about the September 11th report. They never raise any questions about anything that matters. No, no, no. All this made-up shit. U.S. intelligence services. <laughs> and this is his answer on this because it's also great. Well, this is just another load of nonsense. <laughs> Where would we get this information from? 
Why did we have some special relationship with him? We didn't have any relationship at all. There was a time when he used to come to Moscow, but you know, I never met with him. We have a lot of Americans who visit us. Right now, I think we have representatives from a hundred American companies that have come to Russia. Do you think we're gathering compromising information on all of them right now or something? Are you all... Have you all lost your senses over there? <laughs> I mean, when he lays out the facts like that, and there's literally no facts, intelligence reports and all this made-up shit, there's nothing. He just lays it out. There's literally nothing to the story. Never was. And instead of accepting it, moving on, and maybe turning her attention to the lies of the intelligence services, no, no, no. They just continue to be untouchable. They continue to push this shit. And it's every single time in every single issue, this is what happens. That's why it's so important to see how it's actually functioning. See, this is the way it actually broke out in real time. And once you see how it breaks out in real time, then you can hopefully in real time see it breaking out on another topic with the same kind of loads of bullshit and the same errors. He just blew her up again. Toward the end of our conversation, we moved away from the election controversy to President Putin's reputation for repression. I see. Many Americans hear the name Vladimir Putin (laughs) and they think he runs a country full of corruption a country in which journalists who are too critical could wind up murdered. Like Michael Hastings? Um, try operating in the United States and doing anything outside the Overton window. I get suspended off Twitter all the time for just nothing. Everybody knows this, right? The corruption is unbelievable. The FBI, the CIA, all of them, everything's totally corrupt in our country. And we want to run around and point fingers. It's a completely outrageous horseshit. You know, why is Russia even considered an enemy? I don't get it. When they were a so-called communist country, okay, at least it's a plausible fucking bullshit story. They haven't been a communist country for 30 fucking years. I don't get it. They're as much of a democracy, a republic, as we are. That's all. They have elections that are just as legit as ours. I don't understand. He's a lot more popular. Anyone who listens to him can see why he is popular. Imagine if we had a guy speaking like he speaks. In America, think how popular a politician he would be, right? Think how popular. It's Trump is somewhat like it, but Trump is way less controlled, way less slick, way less fucking sophisticated than Putin. You know, Trump is just a gigantic egotist who runs around promoting himself. Putin is a fucking operator. This dude is an operator. You can see how dangerous he is to be on the wrong side of, all right? And I'm not saying you can't get on the wrong side. I'm saying that as far as being popular the people, think how stupid it is. People like Joe Biden, they support him. They support all these jokers. They support Trump, even after he's pushed warp speed and all the crap. They just excuse everything. Imagine if you had a U.S. politician as savvy and as fucking straightforward and clever as this guy. Think how popular it would be. That's why he's so popular in Russia. That's why. And so here it is. Oh, you're corrupt. You kill people. Jesus, give me a break, man. How many fucking people are held like that? Snowden and go down the list. And even though they're all fake and everything else, it's just the idea that the United States government isn't just suppressing the living shit out of everything. Fast roping into people's houses and fucking planting evidence and everything. It's just, it's everywhere. It's just hilarious the way these journalists and the people in this country pretend like we are somehow this fantastic shining light on a hill with a few bad apples who have to be rooted out. It's just utterly ridiculous, beyond absurd. (laughs) All right, let's hear how he responds to this basically just 
insulting the guy, right? Just calling him a criminal thug. Coming from the United States, coming from a joke of a fucking place like NBC. NBC, think what a bunch of lying propagandists they are. It's just incredible to me, just the arrogance of the United States and the people who represent this thing running around acting like we really are this fantastic, one-of-a-kind unicorn place. So silly. A country in which dissidents uh, could wind up in jail or worse. To people who believe that, what is your message? Oh, I want to say that Russia is developing along a democratic path. That is certain. And no one should have any doubt about that. Which why do you feel you have the right to ask us these kinds of questions and do it all of the time to moralize and to give us lessons on how to live? <laughs> We're ready to listen to comments when it's done constructively with the goal of establishing a relationship, creating a common environment. But we will absolutely not accept when these sorts of things are used as an instrument of political conflict. I want everyone to know that. That's our message. God, that guy is so fucking good. I mean, he's he's so, so good to me. And this idea that, oh, lots of Americans believe. Lots of Americans wear fucking masks still. Lots of people vote for Joe Biden. Uh, the people in this country are fucking complete mutant scooter people morons. What are you talking about? Lots of people believe. Who cares? Who cares? You heard him. He just nails it. He nails them. And that's the end of this first half. There's another half, like I said, that's shorter. I think it makes more sense to see how people like this show. And if they like it, I'm going to make the second half because it continues. It has some other different interesting flavors to it. And I think it really helps if you like this kind of show to point it out. So I want to see the feedback before I make another show on this one and see because it's an entertaining topic to me and I think it's a nice platform to discuss all the insanity that goes on all the time with regards to every kind of news so-called story and all these sorts of so-called scandals that pop up all the time the way they're covered the incredible slant and bullshit that's involved in this country with the press and I don't know. We'll see. I, I really like it. I like Putin. I've always liked Putin. I I know I've made it clear that he's not a great guy that I trust and is fucking honest, is this pure as the driven snow and shit like that. I get it. I'm not claiming he is. I'm saying that if you're going to have a politician, if I had a politician that spoke like this, dude, I would, I would be like, yes, I like this guy. <laughs> I like this guy. And I love the people he hires. I love the people that work around him. You got to see him. They're the most fucking hardcore Russian dudes. You know, they are dudes. He doesn't have the stupid trans shit and representative and black female crippled Jewish woman working who's a trans. They don't have any of that shit. They don't hire like that. And people go, oh, you're a sexist. You're a racist. Bullshit. I'm just saying I want people who are going to be hardcore, actual hardcore dudes in there. If you're going to be a hardcore dude and be a chick, that's fine. I got no problem with that. But I don't like this this incredibly soft horse shit that we have in our country now. I just don't like it. You know, it's just, just liars, just mealy mouth liars is all we have. So anyway, there you go. That's the interview, first half at least. Like I said, there's another portion. It's shorter, but it's also got a lot of interesting pieces to it. And I hope people like that show. I think that show's a very good show, and I'm sure people will be like, oh, I like it when you do this. Okay, it'll always be like that. I can't make people happy, but I wanted to make that show because I think it was a really important kind of show for people to maybe learn and to see clearly 
through the brainwashing that goes on every day because no matter how much people catch things and understand, I catch them all the time where they're believing the next thing, this thing that's out, that's hot, that's being pushed. They believe that one. And it's like, nah, that's another load of shit. It's another reason I like watching these old movies because it just shows you that people used to believe this stuff, find it credible, and look at it now. Totally not credible, utterly ridiculous and nonsense. Well, that's the way it is now if you could see it. I remember when I watched Star Wars as a kid. I was like 15 or something when it came out. And I remember coming out of the theater. I saw it in the summer when I was in Georgia. And I used to go down there and spend a lot of summers with some uncle. And I saw it with my cousins and stuff. And people were just, you know, oh my God, that was so great. So realistic. I love that story. And I was just thinking, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. It didn't look realistic to me. I just wasn't impressed by Star Wars. And I never really got into it. And I just don't get into those kinds of space kind of movies and stuff. Besides the fact that it's simply a fairy tale. And they dress it up as a movie. Everything about it was silly to me. I thought the special effects looked completely fake to me. And the absurdity of the way they could fly around. And what were the equivalent of like space jets they fought in. And they had like space rifles and space pistols. Instead of shooting bullets, they shot like a lasery thing or something. It's just so unimaginative and silly. And of course, that's the way all these futuristic things are. You still have soldiers with guns and rifles and they have shootouts. It's it's it's, it's very juvenile. Like, they're not going to have some kind of sonic weapon that you just push a button and fucking completely and totally immobilizes all the people on the other side. You won't have that. You can just you kill them, just immobilize, knock them out with just a button that just goes out, a wave of some sort, some kind of electronic something. You're going to have rifles that shoot electronic horseshit bullets. That's what you're going to have. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know if it's because the People who write that stuff know that the population is so stupid, like idiocracy. You can't do something that's really clever. You have to do something they can relate to because you really want to just pack the place with mutant scooter people. Or whether or not they're just so unimaginative, they just you know just sort of pull up these retread ideas over and over again. I, I don't know which it is. But to me, news stories are the same. When I see news stories, I see it the same way I see this thing in retrospect. I just happen to see it in real time. I know what ultimately will happen. All the stuff that's being promoted will turn out to have been fake and lies and made up and it'll get pushed to the back page and nobody will care about it. It'll come out one day and they'll kind of admit a little of it and instead of the fact that it ran for six months or eight months or a year, this thing years and years, it doesn't matter. It comes out one day and they kind of uh, dis- kind of dispense with it and most people never even hear about it. They'll continue to believe the previous lies. That's all. And so I know that. That's the way the world operates. Every single narrative is always the same. And so it doesn't matter what area it's in. And that's why something like this is helpful. Because you hear this guy saying it so plainly. And you see the way she simply doesn't pick up on it. And then now, hopefully you can understand that there's no direct examination to clear it up and to make the points. And to show that, well, she didn't pick that up. And he just cleared all this stuff up. And to really, really show what a fucking joke the interview was. Instead, it comes off as this kind of, oh, a gust interview with this and formalities. And she's all dressed up and he's in a suit. And people just, it's just so much pomp and horseshit that people fall for over and over again. So... So that's it. That's the show. And Twitter, same kind of problem I've got. It's, you know, I haven't gone public again yet as of right now making the show, but I may be by the time it's aired. I don't know. I'm legal man at U.S. Crime Review now. No longer legal man at U.S. Law Review. I had to get rid of it. I've explained why. Twitter's just so impossible for me to operate on. 
because exactly like what they accuse Russia of, you can't do anything in this country. I can't speak any truth. They shut me down. I don't violate their rules, and they, they fucking suspend me anyway. The last time they suspended me, all I said was off a cliff in relationship to a situation. That's it. I said off a cliff, and they suspended me for a week. This is how insane it is over here. And the people still want to run around and pretend like we're some kind of golden beam of fantastic freedom and all this shit. Because both sides pour that crap on all the time. Brainwashed beyond belief. Imagine trying to take a country like Russia that was living under the communist insanity for whatever it was, 80, 90 years, and then trying to take a population that's been that sort of brainwashed and try to move them back towards any kind of democracy, republic, voting, responsibility, getting rid of all the fucking uh, mob guys that basically run the entire country, all these... Russian mob guys. Imagine trying to do that. Even if you had the best of intentions, it'd be difficult. Imagine trying to move scooter people, which is what they've got a ton of too. Imagine trying to do that in the United States. You can't even get people to understand that Dr. Fauci is a complete fraud and the whole system's fake. They sit there arguing about Trump versus Biden. So I got a lot of sympathy for the idea that it would be difficult to move the country back. It is, even if he has the best of intentions. You can't just do it overnight. It doesn't work. And that's, you can just look at our own population, see how brainwashed it is, and see how difficult it is to do anything that makes any sense because the brainwashing has been going on so long. So, so that's the situation with Twitter. The movie, no update, still coming out in September. At Jones Plantation, I play Mr. Jones, written by Larkin Rose. Great, great allegory. I really hope when a movie comes out, people buy it, support it, make it make a lot of money so we can make another movie, make more movies like that, because it's an interesting medium. I think we can reach more people. And I want to thank the people in Patreon who make it worth my time to make the show and who are like-minded and have the integrity to step up and kick skin in the game when they like my show. Because a ton of people like my show, they look forward to my show, but only a very small portion of them support me with any kind of financial assistance. And so, okay, I get it. That's the free market. It's the nature of the free market. But I want to acknowledge the people who do have the integrity to do that. Thank you. I really do appreciate you guys. And, you know, I give you guys a a bunch of extra shows and stuff like that. But, again, I, I know the vast majority of people support me just because they're good people who, like I said, they have integrity. So, thank you. And beyond that, there's nothing else. Like I said, I think the show's run long enough, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice night or day wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Let's put your hands together one more time for Legal Man. Great show. Thanks so much. Get the ticker service on the way out. More quash. More quash.